0: And then my friend started calling down my phone like, why am I seeing you on Shaq's Instagram? What's
1: going on? Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cloud Machine podcast. My name is Matt Landry. And in this 33rd episode, I'm here with Luna L. Throughout the podcast, we discuss opening for Alanis Morissette, getting Shaquille O'Neal's approval, growing up in Mississauga, 90s and 2000s r and social media, and first up with RBC X Music. We also play the producer's game. Thanks for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Cloud Machine Podcast. For those who are new to the podcast, Cloud Machine is about the music industry and its stakeholders, meaning everybody that works in it, lives it, loves it, surrounds it. Our goal is to shine a light on roles, people, and realities of the music industry that are often forgotten or taken for granted. Whether you're somebody that's dreaming about making a move in the industry, have some songs recorded and don't know what to do with them, or just a listener that wants to learn more, you're at the right place. This week, I have the immense pleasure welcoming an up and comer to the podcast luna l is an 18 year old canadian singer songwriter who's already making waves in the music scene her powerful voice and honest lyrics have captured have captured the attention of industry giants and fans alike luna l's music speaks to the raw emotions of love and relationships influenced by soulful RB from the uh, 1990s and 2000s with her dedication to her craft and her natural talent luna l is an artist to keep an eye on as she captivates listeners with her music for years to come. For more information and to stay up to date on all things Luna L, check out her Instagram page. That's at Luna L. Hi. Yes.
0: Hey. <laughs> How are you?
1: I'm pretty good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for, the, uh, for, thanks for the write-up here. It was a group effort. Yeah, it was a group <laughs> yeah. effort. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Um, let's start the podcast like we start every other episode. Um, your favorite live show as a fan.
0: As a fan. As a fan. As a fan uh-huh well recently i just went to beyonce's renaissance oh my god <laughs> i don't even know what to say yeah it was absolutely amazing like the bar is set by her every time and that was 100% my favorite i cried a little bit yeah um definitely emotional but i loved it yeah, yeah.
1: you told me right before we we press record is um is your first show ever
0: yes first
1: concert ever <laughs> What were what was the what was the highlight for you? Is there like a song in, in particular? Was it Renee, the horse? Mm. Renee the horse. Yeah. Renee the horse is yeah.
0: the person like everybody yeah. loves Renee. Um, but I think my favorite was definitely energy, just because I wanted yeah. to see if people were going to mute properly because she says turn around everybody on mute, and we didn't do that
1: well. But
0: <laughs> you know, it was a thought that counted. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: That's great. What about your favorite live performance as an artist?
0: As an artist? Yeah. I want to say there was one that I did at the Drake Underground called The School Night.
1: Yes. Yeah. Loved
0: that one. Just because there was someone in the audience. Oh, my gosh. I should have got her contact. But she was right at the front of the stage. And yeah. she knew my song, Flaws, word for word. And she was singing it with me the entire time. And I was just like, <laughs> oh, my God. I felt, like, so special. I was like okay okay dang you know all the lyrics i see you and i made sure to point her out so that she knew i knew
1: yeah 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 Yeah. and it was a
0: really special moment because it's different when you see numbers on a screen totally when you see like oh yeah people are listening to my music but it's like when you see it in person yeah then you really know like wow people are listening to me they're actually taking it in like she learned all the lyrics Mm. not just a passive listen yeah yeah so it was really special moment for me
1: Mm. I know a lot of people that, like, uh, released uh, some music during the pandemic. Um, I guess the first question for you is, did you release your first music in the pandemic? Yes. Okay.
0: That's kind of when I started everything. Right. Like, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. So, it was, like, pandemic. I was living with my sister because I was helping her out with her two kids. Yeah. Um, And, I don't know, like, I was just singing a lot. Like, I got really into music. I was watching Beyonce videos every day. <laughs> um, just, like, live performances, Jasmine Sullivan, like, all these yeah, different people. Yeah. And Mrs. was kind of just looking at me like, you're listening to so much music, and you're not doing anything with it, and you're singing, and you're just, like, in my basement. Like, she needs to put it out there. Sure, so she sure, sure. recorded me. And okay. then that's kind of how I got discovered because one of her friends, my current manager, Ken, um,
1: Ken in the room um
0: he saw it and he was like who is that and she's like my little sister and he's known me since i was little so right like he wasn't expecting this little four-year-old that he saw one time to become like a singer right right right, right. yeah that's kind of how i got started
1: i guess i guess my question is uh back to the live thing Mm -hmm. is like how is it taking like the first like steps in the project and then actually seeing it like seeing the fruits of your labor live, these people are singing like your songs and stuff. Cause I have a lot of artists and friends that were, that released their first songs in the pandemic, like yourself Mm -hmm. and didn't know what to expect. And saw a lot of these people like coming out and stuff.
0: I mean, when I was making the music, it was kind of just, this is, I love singing. Like, oh my gosh, I'm singing. And then I wrote my first song. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I can write, too? Like, I didn't even know that was a possibility. And I wasn't really thinking about, like, how others were going to receive it. Yeah. And then as soon as I dropped it, things started picking up really fast. And I was like, oh, my God, other people like myself. It's not just me. Yeah. And it's like, it really, it gives you a lot of motivation, especially when you're starting out. Because you don't know how people are going to take things
1: Mm.
0: when you have even just one person that's listening to your music that you don't know. Yeah. That's just amazing. Totally,
1: yeah. totally. And you for those who don't know as well, like sometimes uh like uh, on Spotify, Apple Music, you can also see like X amount of people are listening, like right now. Yeah. Like that's that yeah. oh, sort no. of blows okay. my mind. Yeah. Like
0: the first couple months <laughs> i check in, I'd be like, oh yeah. my God. Like yeah. There's like a yeah. whole five people listening right now. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, so great. Um, second question, uh well, I guess there have been multiple questions here, but um second sort of topic uh, erica badu's quote music and music business are two different things what do you what are are your first instincts when you hear that um
0: yeah um it's very real yeah it's something that like you don't really expect going into it just Mm. because you see all these artists talking about their music just how kind of how they're making it yeah it's not really talked about the business aspect of it that's kind of something you learn when you get in it yeah. Um, and as an artist it can be a little disheartening sometimes just because like there's some things you have to sacrifice just because it is a business at the end of the day yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's supply and demand and it's a service business like you're providing a service you're providing your music for other people to listen to so sometimes you have to think less about yourself and more about others yeah and as an artist it's hard because it's your craft yeah yeah it's a learning process. Yeah. yeah.
1: What are some of the things that you have, you've had to sacrifice? Is it like, is it like some lyrics that you changed because it would have been more catered to like, like your, the fans or is it, or is it more music music production or just creativity just in, in general?
0: It's really, it can be all aspects. of Yeah. yeah totally. Me personally, um, it's more what I say. Yeah, especially because I'm young, I sure, have to be very careful. Yes. So like yeah, I'm yeah. very mindful with what I'm putting out because there's going to be other people my age that look up to me. Yeah. And I don't want to be a bad role model. I want to be a good role model. I want other people to look at me and say, I want to be like her and I don't want to have to worry about where they're going. Yeah, like how sure, I'm, sure. Where I'm leading them. So yeah. writing, that was a big part of me not thinking that I could write. That was like a thing like I didn't think I could write at first um, because I would overthink a lot about mm. every little word that I say. And as time has progressed, I've stopped thinking so much about it. I'm still very mindful, but yeah, I stopped thinking as much about it.
1: Yeah. Well, there's pros and cons to it, too. You, you, you want to be you want to be real on the page and you want to be like there's all these things to think about. But I get what you're saying about like not necessarily overstepping the age thing, too which we'll talk about later. Um, back to the music business. Where are you at in the music business? Of course, you haven't been doing this very long, but are there some some steps already that you're taking forward? Of course, you have a manager, you have a team. Um, you know, not a lot of people have that team around them. Um, where are you at in the music business? And uh, what are the, some of the things that you're looking forward to as well?
0: Well, right now, I feel like I'm at a place that I didn't think I'd be at, at this stage. Sure, Especially because yeah. I'm, like, three years into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I have a whole team, a very good team. I love my team, yes. Um, and I'm actually going on tour. I'm opening for a rapper named IDK, you know? <laughs> so that's kind of where I'm at now. And, like, these are things that I could not have expected three years ago during the pandem- pandemic when I first started. So, a lot happen quick.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure.
0: Um, but I think I'm in a good spot right now, and I'm happy with where I'm at. Yeah. And,
1: yeah. Great. The origin story is where, where, where I'm going next.
0: Yeah, um, I've been, like, hinting at it the yeah, whole time. Yeah, 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 the whole
1: time. Um, some would say you're still in that origin story for only three years in, but yeah. let's talk about where you grew up.
0: All right, so I grew up in Canada, Ontario.
1: Mississauga.
0: Here, let me hear <laughs> Go specific, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Mississauga. Yeah. Um, which is like just, it's like the sister of Toronto. Like everyone knows Toronto. No one really knows Mississauga, but I'm yeah. a rep Mississauga because yeah. that's where I'm from. Yeah. Um, Great. yeah, I just grew up in a very suburban neighborhood. Nothing yeah. crazy. There wasn't much like musical influence around me, really. Okay, sure. It was just kind of like I liked it.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, That one person that was singing all
1: the time. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, were were your parents at all? Even you mentioned your sister. Like, is there any musical influence, uncles, aunts that played music?
0: Um, immediate, like family, not really. I was like that one person. Like, I had all the music in me. True. Um, But I will say, like, my sister did play a big role in me liking music so much just because. When I was little, she was um around my age at this at this time. Yeah. Um and she was listening to a lot of nineties R and B, which is like my biggest inspiration. Yes, so yeah. like without her around and playing all the all that music and yeah. me being able to take it in, I don't think I would have appreciated R and B the way I do now. Yeah. So I guess that was like a really big part of my current sound.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So shout out to my sister. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, in uh, in a lot of the articles that are, have been written uh in your bio as well you you, you do shout out 90s and R- uh 2000 R- R&B specifically Beyonce, Brandy, tony Braxton um even even some mo- more modern younger artists Jazmin Sullivan Sullivan's been killing the game for uh, Jazmin
0: Sullivan is yeah. so
1: underrated. Yeah, yeah I agree. Yeah. I totally agree. Um do you remember like the first moments of listening to some of these artists like either your sister put it on or is on the radio or parents listening to it Hang i remember
0: in. my sister would play brandy
1: yeah.
0: i want to be down yeah, That's yeah, what she would yeah. Play. and i love that song i didn't even know like i didn't understand it properly because i was so young but it yeah. was just like i'd always dance to it um and beyonce of course yeah you know? <laughs> <laughs> love a good beyonce usually it was destiny's child at that point sure just cause, like, say my name was like big. Yeah. And their like last album was coming out. Um. So, I don't know. I think like Beyonce was the one I really connected with from day one. Like, yeah, sure. Say my name came on, and that was my jam. That was it. <laughs> that was me going down the road of Beyonce. Yeah, yeah, always, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So, I think that's why like Brandy and Beyonce are very like special to me. Mm-hmm. But as I grew older and I realized. My voice is pretty low. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I started to appreciate more of, like, the Tony Braxton's and the Sade's and just, yeah. like, the lower tones because that's how my voice was moving. So, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I did grow to love my voice just because of him.
1: Hmm. Do you have, like, are, can, you, can you pinpoint or, like, do you reference some of these artists in your music now? Like, is it, like, a, like Beyonce's new Renaissance album? Are there things that you're, like, pulling even some ideas from the, that record or, or any other record? Um, 100%. Okay, 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 great.
0: Like when I listen to Beyonce specifically, yeah. she's so good with her arrangement. Mm, so yeah. all her harmonies, all her note choices, amazing. So I will like listen and listen again and listen again. And every time I listen, I find yeah. something new. Yes. And I'll like, I basically study her music. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. feel like it shows a lot, especially in my more recent music that's coming out soon Um, (laughs) just because i think me listening to her has improved my arrangement yeah my own like choices when making a song
1: so Mm. great yeah by the way this 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 is coming out on september 5th so it's still like a little ways away so we we could which one this like this episode here
0: oh really okay
1: yes yeah, so, oh really yeah so we could talk about like some oh. things that are coming in the next like couple weeks okay so september 5th just for the fans we're, we're recording this in in august uh, but uh there's there's mm-hmm. some things that you know this the recent single uh, and all these things so yes. <laughs> that you announced today
0: i did announce it today congratulations super excited for it. there Thank you
1: go you. <laughs> yeah um back to the pod sorry about mm-hmm. that um So you started in high school, the music scene. Yeah. Normally I ask, how was the arts and culture scene in high school? (laughs) I guess it still applies to you. How was like, did you have a lot of friends that were supportive? Or is it like, did you take music class in high school? Like what was, what was like the origin of that sort of thing? Um,
0: I didn't take any music in high school, which is like so wild. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but my friends were always super supportive because I was that one person that could not shut up at all. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I was singing every chance I could. <laughs> I didn't even realize I was singing half the time. Sure, like, yeah, yeah. Although my friends were probably irritated, they still supported me. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't really do much school wise for music, um, except for like middle school.
1: Sure, sure, sure.
0: Middle school, I was at an art school because I did not want to take. French. I yeah, didn't yeah, want to yeah. go to an all-French school, and that's what my parents were trying to make me do. So I said, let me go into the arts. Um, like All-French school? Yeah, like, all-French.
1: So I did. My entire, my entire life, I'm, my, my first language is French.
0: Oh, let me not do this. I'm not doing French. I
1: just it's fine. I get French. it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Also, like, the resources aren't there. Mm. like if, Especially if you want to do more art stuff in Toronto. There's so many. I've always been jealous of some friends that either went to Humber or, like, mm-hmm. places like that where, like, yeah. in high school they had like their English class and then the rest of their courses were just like, yeah, they had like choir and they had like guitar class or like whatever class exactly. that they had. Exactly. I was always so jealous because I'm, I'm from Northern Ontario oh, where I the see. resources are very yeah. limited. Very yeah. limited. Um, okay. but well, cool. But so again, you said it earlier, Mississauga with Toronto mm-hmm. in the distance, was, was there ever some like influence there? Like of course I'm thinking about the OVO scene, yeah. the weekend, all that stuff. Toronto's been such a R and B mecca for the past let's say even ten years. Yeah, um, but this
0: is like that's something that I didn't know growing up. Like I didn't sure, sure, I didn't sure. even know anything about the R and B scene in Toronto. I didn't even know if there was one. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know about the Savannah Rays. I didn't know about yes. the Sensals. I didn't know about Dylan St. Clair. Like all these people I just didn't so we're here. We're making music in Toronto. Yeah. Um, and that's partly my fault just because I never got out of my house. Sure. Uh, but Well, there's also, also a
1: pandemic, too.
0: Yeah. Pandemic was yeah, a yeah. big, big part of it. But also, like, I don't know. I feel like Toronto slept on, especially when it comes to, like, the R&B scene. Totally. Like if if people from Mississauga, who's, like, it's right next door, don't know about it, then how is anybody else supposed to know about it? So... Mm.
1: Do you remember like when that you made that discovery? Like, was it at a show or was it through just making music? It was through
0: making music. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I started like, especially when I started getting playlisted. the
1: yes. like,
0: Canadian playlist, Canadian R&B playlist. Then I'd go through and look at all the other people and be like, oh my god, They're <laughs> yeah. all from here. That's, wow. uh, yeah, <laughs> that's
1: crazy. Okay, so are, are there are there now some Trono that you're friends with or I've connected with?
0: Yes. Zensel. Okay, okay. I've great. met the honest guy. There's a couple others, but yeah. those are like the two that I've seen like the most often. Zensel, The Honest Guy, Lit. That's <laughs> all
1: I say. Now, just wrapping up the origin story, you know what you want to do? So I guess I don't know. Are you out of high school now?
0: Yes, I okay. graduated. You graduated. Congrats.
1: Yes. Thank um, you. Is, is there like a path after high school with education or is it all music right now?
0: At the moment, it's all music. Okay. Which I really had to push for.
1: Sure. Uh, because, I get that. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> My mom is Ghanaian and she doesn't play about education. So okay. it was a lot of convincing. Sure. But I will be taking a gap year um i still do plan on going to school just because i also value education yeah yeah
1: yeah.
0: um but i just needed a year to figure out myself
1: and my yeah yeah. so is there are 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 you leaning like one way or the other like is there a school or something that you're looking at
0: yeah like mcmaster uft okay um tmu yeah Sabi Ryerson, I always
1: get so confused, yeah. Graduate from there. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, Rachel and I. So, like, do you
0: recommend it?
1: Yeah, I mean, I love the the program that we both did, uh, Creative Industries. Shout out. I talk about it almost every podcast. Uh, It's a music business uh, program is what I did. Yeah, I was thinking I'm definitely going for a music program, 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I have to say, folks. Now, when I did my research, uh, (laughs) something that popped up... (laughs) Time and time again was this Shaq thing, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you, I, I, I don't even know. Um, I don't even know how to start this conversation. But there's one article, this complex article that said Shaq approved Mississauga artist Luna L. I was like, OK, well, we're going to have to talk about that. Um, so <laughs> let's do that. How, how did this even come about?
0: Honestly, I didn't know about it until it was posted. so i was like (laughs) you know i was you know when you wake up but you're not awake like you're still in bed right you're just like (laughs) chilling there and then i was reading on my phone because i used to read on my phone for some reason so so wild but then i saw a notification and his instagram name is like dr shaquille o'neal yeah yeah, yeah. and i didn't know at that point that it would have been all that i'm just assuming like everyone knows Shaq, it's gonna be Shaq, right yeah so i'm like DJ show. Huh, I wonder what that is, and then I ignored it. So stupid! <laughs> so stupid! I ignored it, and then like a minute later, so many notifications start flying, and I'm like, "What happened?" <laughs> so I go and check Instagram. I'm like, "Oh, there's a check mark."
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: There's my face. Sure. And he's saying that I'm good, and I was like. There's no way this is happening, and then my friend started calling down my phone, like, "Why am I seeing you on Shaq's Instagram? What's going on?"
1: <laughs> it was a lot, so yeah, great.
0: but it was super special.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so I have to ask, do you, do you know how that connection was made? Because from what I see, it's it was a video that you reposted. So that there's there's some there's some production. And do you know how he saw the video?
0: Um, I think he saw it off Hot Freestyle, which is my. Management label, you know, <laughs> yeah. So he set that, and then he was like, he DM me fire emojis, and I was like, oh, okay, bet.
1: Yeah, and so, that was yeah. before you posted.
0: Yeah. Okay. And then from there, posted.
1: Yeah. Crazy. And then is that so? From there is that like a moment that sort of like changed the beginning, like a of, of, of the career. Did you see like social numbers, like streaming numbers, yeah. like all that stuff?
0: Everything went up, and I was like, oh. I just started, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So a lot happened fast, but yeah. I was super grateful for it. I, I'm always going to be grateful for Shaq reposting me. Yeah. Because I was honestly like the start of things. For me, so.
1: Totally. Yeah. And are you seeing, like, did you see some other people messaging you after that? Was mm-hmm. there? Uh, is it still something that you talk about? Because I know it was a while ago now.
0: I talk about it occasionally.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't like to dwell on it. Just no, no, exactly. I don't want my yeah. head to get big or nothing, right? Yeah, And yeah, that's, yeah, like, sure. a big person. So yeah, yeah. I think about it occasionally just when I want to think back to, like, how I started my career. Yeah. Um, and then my friends obviously always ask me about it. But I try not to bring it up too often. Yeah. Because I don't want to get stuck on it.
1: Totally. Uh, there are some other moments, like, this early on that, that were, like you know, this this is, this could change things or it did change things.
0: There's something that changed things for me personally. Okay. And that was when Jennifer Hudson...
1: Whoa.
0: Jennifer Hudson followed me and I was like... <laughs> dream girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This dream girl followed me. I was hyped, I'm not going to lie, because Jennifer Hudson can sing. Yeah, like, yeah. And the fact that she followed me, I just felt so much more like almost like i because there's sometimes that i like obviously there's always going to be insecurities and sp- since my voice is lower and not mm. many people have a lower voice sure i'm always like oh i wish i could hit those higher notes
1: mm, yeah
0: um and especially jennifer being a soprano very powerful soprano i was like oh okay so she believed in me okay yeah. yeah yeah so it was really special for me and i think it was a another big point of mot- motivation for myself yeah just cause like, I watched Dream Girls about five times, <laughs> and it's so good.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Back to the voice, just because you you mentioned it. um, it. Is it something now? You say not a lot of people sing like that. Is it something now like, that's like that's unique and it's actually helping your career? Is that like something that like it comes up in conversation?
0: Yeah, it does okay. a lot. Especially just because I started so young. Yes, no one's expecting sure. like a little 15 year old to have this low ass voice. Yeah. No one's expecting it. Yeah. So yeah. it's nice to kind of like catch people off guard. And I yeah, feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. I've grown to love my voice mm. and the depth that it has. Yeah, so, yeah. Although I wasn't always fond of it now like I truly really do love my voice and like mm-hmm. I'll always make sure to slip like one low note in like every song so <laughs> sure sure
1: sure sure it influences how you write like how you produce as well arrangement and stuff like that it's great um moving on to the next one here I say live music but just music in general um another thing that just articles that well, uh, I was researching the episode and writing up the episode is uh, opening up for Alanis set. Just this past summer, right? It just it just happened. It
0: just happened. It was actually on my birthday. Hey. So it was my eighteenth birthday. (laughs) I was opening for Atlanta Merced. It was a great day. That's crazy. Like it was honestly really good. The vibes were nice. My friends came to support.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was the
0: first time that my parents have seen me live, which is I know it sounds kind of weird. I swear they su- they're super supportive. No, no, yeah, no, that's it's like, great. I just don't like them coming just because like they know like their daughter. Yes, But they don't sure. know like the singer Luna L. Right, right. So it's just kind of weird for them for me to like show them that side of myself. Yeah, yeah. I don't
1: know. No, and and I I'm not even surprised by the fact that it's their first show. It's that their first show was. You opening up for Atlantis mm, is is yeah. wild.
0: Yeah, my dad was very very excited because yeah, it was also at the Canadian Golf Open and he's yeah, a sure. huge golf fan and he loves okay. Atlantis more set so <laughs> he was like I have to go and I was like all right you guys can come right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> what 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 can somebody expect out of a live show like for that show was it was it different than than something that you typically put on
0: I think it was pretty pretty similar yeah 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 I like my shows to Obviously, I'm going to show off my vocals. Yeah. Um, I'm always going to love my ballads. I have, like, a special place in my heart for them. Uh, usually, if it's a longer show, like how that one was, I think it was, like, a 30-minute set. Yeah. Um, I'll throw in, like, a one-two cover just to, like, you yeah. know, you guys engage. Yeah, yeah. Because they're not going to know my stuff completely. Mm. It'd be nice if they would. Like sure, there's sure. that one girl that did and it was super nice. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I'm not expecting that. So I mm-hmm. want to make sure that they're satisfied with it as well. So well. Totally. On like a one-two cover. Yeah. I don't dance much, but I'm gonna do a little one-two step for you, you know. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. Um <laughs> yeah, that's usually it. Vibes, vocals, yeah. fun time.
1: Is it you is there a band? Is is it just you, you and tracks? Is it? Is it like depends a,
0: on mm-hmm. how I kind of and feeling for that performance, like I'll just go off of like where it is. Yeah. Um, and that time it was uh backing tracks, but yeah, some of my next upcoming performances will be uh bands because I love performing
1: bands. Yeah, so yeah, much. yeah. That's great. For the tour, is it band?
0: No, I think it's backing tracks. Okay. Yeah.
1: Cool. What are some of the like short-term goals, long-term goals um, in regards to? Actually, no, not even that. Let's start with what's the dream? And this the is like dream. a whole thing. Do you want to be the next Beyonce? Is it like, is it, do you want to step outside Toronto? Do you want to mm. tour like a sh- short term dream? Do you want to tour the States? Is it, what's, what's like, what's the, what's the next thing?
0: My dream is definitely, I want to say, mm. it's not like, to be the next Beyonce. Sure. But to be the next myself.
1: Of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's a better goal.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Totally. I agree.
0: And I'd love to be an international artist. Like, that is my absolute dream. Like, international. If I could do a world tour. Yeah. That's, like, that's how I know, like, I've really done what I came on this earth to do.
1: Yeah. Do you, Is there, like, a specific venue or a city, even, that, like, you're, like... Yeah, that be
0: my dream venue. Yeah, is actually the Rogers Center.
1: Yeah, just sure.
0: because like that's like the biggest venue that I know of, and it's home, yeah. so it's like it'll mean a little more
1: to me. Totally. Now, even, even, not the biggest dream, but is there an artist that you'd want to tour with right now? Open up for, mm-hmm. put it out into the universe. Ooh,
0: that's a hard one. This one yeah, <laughs> I'd say. Jasmine Sullivan. Yeah. I would say a nice Jasmine Sullivan. I love Jasmine Sullivan with my whole heart. Amazing. So that'd be my choice right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Picking up on the next single, let's talk about it. Um, Tell us about the song, Siren Songwriting, Producing. This is Pick Up, I'm Alone.
0: Hmm. So this one, I was feeling a little more experimental that day. Just because like most of my, most of my songs are like, Sad and heartbreak, sure, and low tempo, low vibes. Like you feel like you play it at night in your car. Okay, so that's kind of the vibe that I get from my own music. Yeah, but I wanted something you could play in the middle of the day, like convertible top down, yeah. <laughs> sun shining, and that was kind of pick you know, up. I'm alone, and it still ties in with my music just because it's talking about a breakup. It's talking about something like sad, but it's just unexpected, just because it's such a up tempo, fun sounding song. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it was definitely different for me. Mm. A little out of my comfort zone, but I do like taking the little steps out of my comfort zone. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It was worth it. Yeah.
1: And so, what's, what's the process like with um, let, let's say like writing and then producing? Do you take it to somebody? Do you have like a, a producer, producing partner? Is it more of a studio that you take it to?
0: So I, for that one, I wrote to a beat that was already me yeah. by a producer named space jace of him like yeah. he also produced um perfect by design which yeah. is one of my older singles um and writing it i was in i wasn't even so i have this corner of my room that i write it <laughs> and i wasn't there i think i was in my car going somewhere okay Where Was i going i was going to soccer okay and sorry, so random. That's okay. But um, so it was a different area, different kind of vibe. But I feel like yeah, that's yeah. what really helped me bring out the more up tempo in it. So
1: top down and going to soccer. Yeah, that's
0: what i was saying. See <laughs> yeah. so you get
1: the vibe. Yeah, I get the vibe. I guess. I guess we're we're talking we're talking about a song that's coming out for us next, like Friday. Mm-hmm. But it'll have to you know, it'll had. Sorry, it would have out already. Yeah. But for you, speaking to the people now,
0: mm-hmm.
1: what can people expect to hear from the song, but also compared to the rest of the EP? That's coming out this fall. Yeah.
0: Yep. I'm super excited for it. You. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You'll definitely hear a lot of growth. Oh. Yeah. I'm gonna say it. Okay. I've definitely <laughs> grown as an artist. Um this one is a little different to the others because it's it's like that, that pick me up song, really, yeah. in the EP. But it still ties in because it's still been the same lyrical aspects. So like, it's still is talking about something that went wrong. Okay. Um, so it's still cohesive, but it is that song that like you listen to all these sad songs and then. <laughs> oh pick me up yeah yeah. yes and then you go back to like the vibes Yeah, yeah yeah
1: and we're back everybody it's luna l on the 33rd episode of the cloud machine podcast so while doing research checking out more your socials i discovered like a great presence on social media i that i wasn't expecting um yeah. <laughs> what is what's 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 that been like? I, I, I rarely see well, first of all, like artists from Toronto, mm-hmm. um, specifically, but also just younger artists having um that many followers. It's sort mm-hmm. it sort of catches the eye. I just wanted to talk about it, just your social media, but also the presence of what you've been doing to, to to grow it. Um a lot of a lot of people that come on the podcast, they ask they ask me or just in conversations, like what should what should artists be doing, especially younger artists, emerging artists. Mm -hmm. um obviously social media is a big part of that yeah and you know to have 120 followers already killing it Mm -hmm. um so what what have you been doing about that how did that come up
0: well a lot of it is consistency yeah which is something i'm still working on even though i've had such success with it it's still like very hard for me yeah to be consistent um it's that and also having connections is a big part of it as well. Like you have to reach out to other places to promote your stuff. Yeah. If you don't have promotion, I'm so sorry. It's not, it's, it's not going to be as easy. So, Mm. um, it's reaching out to other people, um, being consistent with what you're posting and really just showing yourself your music and what you stand for. Um, That's a big part of it. And I'm saying this, but, like, that's something I still struggle with, like, Mm. a lot. Especially because I'm more of, like, a private person. Yeah. Naturally. Sure. It's hard for me to put myself out there. But you kind of think at a certain point it's worth it because that's, like, the biggest way to connect with your audience. Yeah. And that's something that I would love to do more often. And I really value having that connection. So... That's why I'm working towards being more comfortable posting. Um,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That, that's what I've been doing. Yeah.
1: When when you say reaching out to like people to promote it, mm-hmm. like what 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 kind of people are you like reaching out to? And is it like individuals for them to post about you, or is it more like agencies to promote like the content, or is it like singular advertising? Is it like what what? It's
0: really a mix. Yeah. Um, try to reach out to, like, music platforms, like, places that promote whatever genre you're in. Because yeah. that's where a lot of people check for new stuff. I yeah. do, too. So, um, I'll contact a lot of R&B platforms, mm-hmm. big or small. It doesn't matter. Just try it.
1: Yeah, know? yeah, yeah.
0: Any promotion is good promotion. Like, you're getting yourself out there, and that's important. Um, And, yeah, so you just kind of have to know what, Audience, you're going for, mm-hmm. and you have to reach out to platforms that cater to that audience yeah. to try to get yourself out there. One set of eyes could make a difference.
1: So, like uh, Shaquille O'Neal's eyes, maybe? yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah that's so, a big part too. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. On the road to like 20,000, has there been like, was Shaq like? I guess my question is, like, how many followers did you have before Shaq? Oh did the chat? Shaq-
0: I don't remember.
1: And then, like, does it go, like, did you add, like, 100,000 after Shaq? Or is it was it, like, that drastic? Or is it, like... It was
0: pretty drastic. Yeah. I don't remember the exact numbers. But I definitely, it was definitely, it was definitely, like, tens of thousands. Yeah. But I'm not sure. It could be, like, twenty thousand.
1: Sure, sure, sure. It could be, like,
0: 30,000. Right. It was a big part. It played a big part in my social media presence. Yeah, so, yeah.
1: Yeah. And then from there, has, has there been just other like, like, um, like milestone moments? Was there other, yes. like, other posts that were like, oh, like this complex article or let's say, or mm-hmm. like, you know, there are some other things that were like, okay, this just, this, just one thing just boosted me like 5,000 or 10,000.
0: So actually, when I made my song Flaws,
1: yeah.
0: um, it was my third single. Mm-hmm. I'd improved a lot between like the first and third. I don't know what happened, but something happened and mm, it was great. Uh, So then that single really set things off a lot. Like, I think I went from like 30,000 to 100,000 just off of that one single. Okay. Because people really, really liked it. Mm-hmm. And then I got in contact with the right um, platforms. Yes, and- yeah they had the right audience for the song and then it went crazy and yeah.
1: that's amazing it was a lot. Okay. Yeah.
0: It happened really quick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, it was like one post after another and then one follow after another until it got to like crazy numbers. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. And, and for you, um, with management and, um, everything like, when did it come into play? I mean, it was very early on. Very early. Um, um but have there been some other like pieces added after management? Like, is there their label at, at play?
0: Well, yeah, hundred percent.
1: Okay,
0: I'm <laughs> I'm currently signed to Hot Freestyle Records. Yes, which is um so Hot Freestyle is a social media platform for mm-hmm. typically like hip hop. Yeah, genre. yeah, um, and they took a chance. On me, the R and singer. <laughs> um, and it's been a really great journey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So having that team there, um, and building on that base team, because at first it was just like me, my manager Ken, and shout out other manager <laughs> Mo. Um, shout out to them. Cause y'all really y'all really got me here. Um, and it's having that amazing bass team. Um that helped me get to the point where I needed to start adding on,
1: yeah, and yeah, yeah.
0: i've I have a go to it's even the small things like makeup, hair yeah, photography, yeah. I have all those people, the same person each and every time because I found like a team that really works well for me, yes, and they're also amazing, I love them all, <laughs> um they definitely know it too, because I'm always saying thank you so much, like yeah, so having that team. Having such a supportive team, mm. such a skilled team yes. is very important to getting where you want to get. You have to choose your people
1: carefully. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And the importance yeah. of that. A lot of people forget that. A lot of mm-hmm. people go between team members or, you know, like switch uh, management or switch a lot of the people that they work on the live stuff at mm-hmm. like quickly. And, you know, it shows.
0: Yeah. Because having that connection with your team is almost... I'd say more important than the skill yeah. level because if they're if what they stand for doesn't align with you, or if you guys don't get along, it's not going to be quality. Yes. no matter what they say they can do, no matter what you think they can do, it's not going to be quality if you guys don't connect. So, yeah, yeah you have to
1: choose your people very. Carefully. <laughs> totally agree. Yeah. Totally agree. Um, you touched on it like at the very beginning of this topic here, but are there some tips and tricks to give some artists that aren't, aren't seeing the success that they want mm-hmm. to see on socials? Even just if, if it's a couple of things. um, so you, you said reach out, reaching out to others. Yeah. Um,
0: reaching out to others, being consistent. Yes. Don't overthink it. Don't overthink it. <laughs> That's something I'm really wrestling with. Do not overthink it, especially like TikTok. Yeah. TikTok, just put content out yeah yeah and it's so funny that i'm saying this because i don't do that um <laughs> i definitely overthink but i'm working on it and so if you're in the same boat work on it with me thank you yeah. um <laughs> but yeah so be consistent reach out to people just don't be afraid yeah just take just take a chance mm-hmm.
1: transitioning to um a, a topic first up with rbcx music now mm-hmm. i have to say um it's the first time we have an audience in the, in the room yes. for a podcast. Shout out Ken. <laughs> Shout out Rachel as well from Rocket yes. Promo. It's also working with uh, RBCX Music to, to bring us these artists that have been... Um, how do I even say this? Been... Well, I'm going to read the description. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, a program developed to showcase and elevate emerging musicians and recording artists from across Canada. The new featured artists will benefit from unique performance opportunities, mentorship, funding, as well as media and promotional marketing support from RBCX Music. So, from my understanding, um, RBC's music division, RBCX Music, supports twenty artists from across Canada every year, giving them again mentorship, platform, all yeah. these different things and live exp- live performances. Which I've been seeing for every every single artist have has had at least one like opportunity that's been. Yeah been amazing
0: that's how i got my atlantis game.
1: exactly 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 so what has been your experience throughout throughout the program so far throughout the process
0: honestly it's been very very good yeah i love performing yes and the fact that i can i have more access to like different types of performances bigger performances Mm -hmm. more intimate performances any type of performing i'm there yeah <laughs> i'm gonna I'm be there um so it's really it's really nice to know that like there's a team of people who are trying to get performances for me yes um, yeah. and all the others and honestly meeting so we had an artist summit um and meeting all of these artists was really like game-changing because like i could really relate to them yeah 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 because it's like It's just like a room full of artists. And I was like, at first, I'm not going to lie, I was not looking forward to it because I had to wake up at like 7 o'clock to get there, got home late. But the fact that I'm not a morning person and I still thoroughly enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Like speaks volumes. Mm. Like at first I thought it was going to be like school because you had like these seminars to learn about the industry.
1: Yes, yeah.
0: But it was super engaging. Mm. i learned a lot and we were cracking jokes like it wasn't super <laughs> serious like it was just yeah. like they were telling us what to expect totally and being completely real with us mm. and it was really beneficial because we had like a tour segment and yeah, we were going yeah. on tour soon i really needed it um <laughs> desperately
1: yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. um
0: it was really fun meeting all these artists learning yeah. all that i
1: learned and typically, these artists are, as well are in the same sort of situation that you're in, exactly. emerging Canadian base. Exactly. So there's, there's a whole thing where, especially for me, a lot of the artists I work with, it's like the whole thing where it's like, okay, we're Canadian. How do we get to the States? And, uh, and I'm sure they talked about it. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's, it's great. What, what's been, like, the most like surprising thing from, from, from the program?
0: I think learning about, like, the mental health aspect when you're on tour.
1: Stressful, strenuous,
0: strenuous, and not knowing that before can lead to, like, big problems. Like, if you don't know what to expect, Mm -hmm. it's a lot more nerve-wracking. It can have worse repercussions. Like, you have to understand that if you're feeling off, it's normal because that's, like, you you have never been in that situation
1: before. Different environment, different yeah. people. You're
0: somewhere different every day. Yeah.
1: yeah. When
0: you're used to being in your house every day, so it's it's not going to feel the same. You have to understand that, and I think that was like the most valuable piece of information that I learned because I don't know how I would have responded to it if I didn't know it beforehand. Yeah. So yeah, I actually like, yeah, I actually really liked the artist summit
1: like a lot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And was that was just that, here, that was just here in Toronto. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Is it, is at the hotel? Is that is that what I'm thinking about? Is it uh, something different?
0: It was at a hotel. I wasn't there just because my parents were like, um, "You just finished high school. Relax. You can stay at home." Oh, and sure, society, sure. So, sure. yeah, but it was really fun. Great. And I yeah. like miss all the artists. Yeah, I really do because yeah. they were all from around everywhere, like BC, PEI, Halifax. I was like, whoa. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, how how would one and how are yourself? And maybe it's a question, just general if. How does one artist like yourself build on the mo- momentum that the program, okay. first up with RBC, X Music, how, how does one sort of take that momentum, these connections that you're making with these artists, the seminars that you're taking, and bring it yeah. now past the program?
0: I think keeping in touch with people is really important. Mm-hmm. Again, this is something I have to work on because I'm super shy and I overthink everything. And I'm like, oh, if I text them, will they think I'm weird? Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs>
0: Don't think like that. Um, but keeping in touch with these people, making the connection, like mm. for example, the seminars, or even if you're at a performance and there's someone there that you haven't met before that's in the industry, get their contact. Mm. It's not going to hurt you. Yeah, yeah. Whether you end up contacting or like connecting with them or not, at least you still have the option. Um get their contact, keep in touch with people and ask questions. Yeah. Especially to people who are who have been in the industry for longer. That's something that I am really trying to do more on. Just because again, I'm super new to it. And I know there's people who can tell me the ins and outs because they've been through it. So yeah, ask questions. That's really important. And I will take you past the program that will take you into all aspects of life really
1: yeah, yeah for those who don't know about the program it's first up with rbcx music please check it out um again every year they, they pick up tw- they pick 20 artists from canada um and you know this, this podcast is listened to by a bunch of people from everywhere um so please check it out um first up with rbcx music we're back, everybody. It's, uh, again, the 33rd episode of the Cloud Machine Podcast with, now. Um, it's time for the game. Now, at the beginning of the episode, I said that we are going to play the producer's game, but it's not going to be, the, not going to be so this time. We're going to do the Dream Fest game, uh, one of the funnest games here. Um, now, please tell us. For the, actually, for those who don't know, the DreamFest game is all about learning uh, about the guests. Uh, you know, favorite acts to see live, dead or alive, and I asked them the headliner. So if 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 they if they could sort of program a festival, what would be the headliner? Who would be the headliner of the festival? Who would be the second headliner, and the opener of the festival? Three acts, where the festival will happen, when it would happen, the attendance, and for Luna, I asked her who would be like a guest on the festival who would should do a special appearance. Um so please, who'd be headlining your festival?
0: Okay, the headliner yeah. would be Jasmine Sullivan. Hey, Greatest. Okay. Right? Second headliner would be me. Hey, okay. Because Great. the opener would be Beyonce. Okay. You know? Great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then Amazing. obviously I'm gonna go on right before Beyonce. <laughs> um and then I think I'd want it to be in Ghana. Yes. At the Black Star Square. Yeah. I think during December. December. Yeah. Because Ghana in December is like a vibe. Yeah.
1: Because um, it would be some. it would take summer yeah, there. It'd right? be warmer. Yeah. yeah.
0: Hmm, but how many people? The attendance?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. I would definitely have me and my friends and my team and everyone I've worked with be like VIP. Like we get special access. And yeah. then like, Whoever else comes can come, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> sure, sure. So that's that's it. And then the special guest,
1: the special guest, anybody, dead or alive. Again,
0: Amy Whitney. I have to see her once.
1: Right? Yeah. So I mean, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's my Amazing. that's my dream fest
1: right there. What a festival!
0: Yeah,
1: Dream Fest, everybody. It's it's how we end the episode. Um, just to just to get it just to get a, a look into to, into some of the artists that you're influenced by mm-hmm. where you do the festival and kind of amazing. Uh, mm-hmm. I just looked it up. I didn't know what the black star uh, square was, uh, but for people that don't know, please go check it out. Uh, it looks great. It is. Yeah. 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 It's very fun. Um, but thanks for, for coming on the podcast. Thanks
0: for having me. Um, was yeah. Fun. It's,
1: it's great. Great yes. to know a little bit more about you. Uh, great to know where the, the shack sort of thing comes from. <laughs> I didn't know. I sort of read about it and I had to, I had to ask, and, um, again, thanks to, uh, RBCX Music, uh, for facilitating this and, um, and for those listeners who are listening, um, thanks again. I see the interaction. I see like online, I see like, there's a map that, that I get uh, for the podcast and it shows me like where people are listening from. And, um, again, thanks. Thanks. Thanks to everybody who's listening, wherever you're listening, uh, from and, um, yeah, please follow us. Uh, socials as it's at, at eight creative eights creative um youtube apple music uh, apple podcast spotify wherever wherever you can um thanks for listening and as as always stay safe